that you are here tonight. I hope everybody had a uh, had a good day. The weather's been a bit cooler and a lot more pleasant. Uh, that that's for sure. And hopefully, uh, hopefully that's going to there's going to get a little more of that in the coming days. We're already this is October the sixth, and uh, uh, it really should be significantly cooler. And uh, now that is just beginning to happen, and uh, and I think we're all looking forward to perhaps uh, uh, some cooler days. I was talking to Scott Long after uh, I was thinking about it just now as I was trying to get the mic on my on my belt there. Uh, I was talking to Scott after service this morning, uh, making sure that uh, that the mic was was working good. I, I really couldn't couldn't tell that it was, and I was afraid that I wasn't working, and Scott said he thought it was, and, uh, and he, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he said it seemed like the, uh, the sound was good, and my middle daughter let me know that uh, the, the loudness of my voice was not an issue, and so I, I, I just have one of those voices that, uh, that carries a bit. And I suspect that people like Scott and Brad and Aaron that work up in the sound room, when I'm up here, they probably just turn, just turn it way down because I know I don't need it very much. They, Scott was talking about different people get up there and you've got to work with that thing and get it right. I suspect with me, they just it's almost off. But, uh, but some, of, some of you who, like me, don't hear well, uh, you... You've told me that you, you like my loud voice, and so I, I, hope, uh, I hope it's not too much of a burden on, for those of you who hear well. I have to say that I, I, probably, I probably read the papers too much every day. I read the newspaper every day. And I watch the news too much, probably. But I, I feel like... I feel the need to know what's going on in the world, especially what's going on here in our, in our country. And, and more than just feeling that need, it, it is a habit with me that I have had since I was literally a boy. My, my, dad, my dad was a news guy. Uh, we had the newspaper delivered to our house every day back then, and I don't know, in 1968, I might have been the only 12-year-old in the country that was reading the paper every day. But I, but I did, and I got it from my dad, and I wanted to know what was going on in the world of sports, of course. And at that time, the Vietnam War was going on. And I, I had two uncles and about a half a dozen cousins and people I knew who, who went to that war. And I, I wanted to follow that. I had a sixth-grade teacher who was big on current events. We actually used to get this little paper every week. The title of it was Current Events. And that turned me on to, to reading the news and keeping up with the news. And it's still all these years later, I, I still I want to read that newspaper every single day. And so it's, a, it, it's also a habit with me to, to read the papers and follow the news. But sometimes... In the modern era, with all the technology that we have now, I feel almost overwhelmed. There's, there's so much information available out there, you just can't, uh, you just can't take it all in and, and, uh, and understand it all and, and, and get it all. It gets me upset sometimes because 
So much of the news that we see today is negative, and a lot of it is not even true. What you see on the news and in the papers is, is not even correct, or it's, not, it's something that doesn't even matter. You know, it's not real news, but our media today makes it news. I, I'm sorry to say, forgive me for saying this, but I don't believe that we can trust the modern media to report the news accurately anymore. I, I'm sorry to say that. I, I don't say it gleefully, I promise. When I was a boy, Walter Cronkite did the CBS Evening News, and he did it for years and years and years. He was regarded in those days as the most trusted man in America. He finished up his newscast by, every night by saying, that's the way it is. And we believed it was. Now, I think we get more of their personal views and opinions than we do the actual news. It's not always based on facts. And I, I don't say that gladly. I, I'm sorry to say that. But I, I believe that that's the way it is. And it seems like it's getting more and more outrageous all the time. And I wonder sometimes, what in the world can I do about this? I, I need to fix this. And I don't know how to do it. Sadly, the men who are men and women who are supposed to be our, our best and brightest in our nation's capital sometimes don't seem like they are. And I'm sorry to, to say that. And I feel powerless to change it. But I do believe, I am convinced, and I want to encourage you to pray about these things every day. Pray for our world. Pray for our country. Pray for our leaders. And just pray that somehow the United States of America can turn to God. I am convinced that what we need in America more than anything is God. I, I believe that is the only thing that can fix us right now. And that is a, a belief in the God of heaven, believing strong enough to be at least halfway willing to do what he would have us to do. I, I don't necessarily believe that evil is worse now than it's ever been. It's just that the stage is bigger. Because of the modern media, we have, uh, we have the TV and the, and the radio and social media. The, the stage is, is bigger. And the more outrageous it is, <laughs> that makes it more newsworthy. It shouldn't be like that. We really should take those those folks who are just outrageous in the things that they say and do, the modern media should just say, I'm not, I'm not going to report that foolishness. But instead, it seems like the more outrageous it is, the more likely they are to, to jump all over it. With the modern technology that we have, somebody that you never heard of yesterday, today is a... Media sensation. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just a random dude last week, and now they're a household 
name because of the modern media. And the message that they have might not be very good. It might not even be true. And yet, their face is all over the place. You would think that with all of the people that we have out there in the world today trying to explain the, their views on the social and, uh, and political circumstances in the world, you would think that we, were become, that we would become the most enlightened generation ever. Instead, it seems like we're more confused than ever. And again, I, I know I sound really negative. I, I'm going to get to my main point in just a, in just a minute. I, I, give me just a few minutes to rant here, if you, if you will. One reason for that confusion is a lot of the people who are doing the talking don't know what they're talking about. We can say what we want, and you, you might completely disagree with me. It's fine if you do. But much of what we see on the news and social media is, is not reliable. And I would, I would caution you about taking everything that you see on the news and in social media taking it at face value because many times it is not as it appears to be or at least the way those folks make it appear to be. I would caution you to, to please, please keep that in mind. I said all of that to say this. The church is getting caught up in it. It's not a good thing. You hear it all the time. We've got to change in the church. We've got to make some changes. If we want to survive in the modern world, we have to change because our young people today are not going to go to what we know or what folks call at least a, a traditional church, which is, that's what we would be, the traditional congregation. You hear it all the time now. Is that congregation traditional or contemporary? And more and more in our day, many congregations are going the, the contemporary route, looking for the big crowds, looking to entertain folks and, and, and draw, draw the big crowds. My friends, it is a misguided effort. Not all changes are bad. We build a new building. We've got the Benevolent Center, one of the best things we ever did. We got a website. We got a news line. We got a Facebook page. All that is good. Just a few years ago, we didn't have those things. As a matter of fact, we hadn't even heard of most of them. Now we've got them and we're using them. And that, that's, a, that's a great thing. But when we change our doctrine, when we change our practice, when we change the way that we worship, we err greatly when we do that. And more and more we are seeing those things in the Lord's church. Romans 12 and verse 2, the Apostle Paul tells us to be not conformed to this world. 
but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that, notice that last line, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Don't conform to the world, because if you do, you're not going to be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Paul told Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2, he said, Timothy, preach the word. Be instant, in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine because the time is going to come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust, they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They'll turn away their ears from the truth and be turned unto fables. Paul said, preach the word. That's what the apostles did. That's what those men in the early days, those evangelists did. They, they preached the word. But a lot, of, a lot of people in the Lord's church today don't want that. They're not interested in, in hearing the, the pure gospel. They want everything to be watered down and, and, and sugar-coated, soft-pedaled, uh, won't upset anybody. Nobody will get uncomfortable. Nobody will get to squirming on the pew. And nobody will be convicted of their sins. You can take a, a congregation, and they're having their contemporary worship, and the building is full, and everybody is just absolutely just so entertained and they're in, enjoying uh, the service so much. But the whole gospel is not being preached. Those folks have never heard the pure gospel. They've never been convicted of their sins. That is a congregation that is headed for hell. I'm not being politically correct, am I? And I, I know I'm not. But that's where we are in our day. People like me are supposed to keep that from happening. But in our day, a lot of preachers are afraid to, to preach about some things and say some things that are in the Bible, but that they know their congregation's got itching ears, and so they don't want to rub anybody the wrong way. The elders might fire them if they, if they do. When a preacher loses his job because he preached the truth, there's something wrong. There's something wrong there. Something wrong with the leaders of that congregation. Something wrong with the congregation when that is the case. So I'm going to ask you a question. I'm just about done here. I'm going to ask you this question. Do you want the gospel to be preached? Do you? Here at Bethel. Do you want the whole gospel to be preached? Is that, is that what you want? And do you want to follow the pattern that we see in the New Testament? Is that, is that what you want? And do we have the courage here at the Bethel Church of Christ, do we have the courage to preach the Bible? No matter what's happening around us, even if it seems like the world is falling down around us and people are looking at us and 
and, and saying, look at those old-fashioned fools over there. They're still doing it the way their grandparents and their great-grandparents did it. They're still trying to follow that first-century pattern. Do we still have the courage? Are we brave enough to preach the Bible no matter what? Are we? I'm, a, I'm asking you. In Judah, in Jeremiah's day, Judah was getting away from God and they were being pressed by the Babylonians and Jeremiah was trying to turn them back to God. He was just telling them, you better, if you don't, if you don't straighten up, God's just going to turn you over to the Babylonians. Well, the folks there in Judah, they didn't much want to hear that. This is, this is what we read in Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 16. Thus says the Lord, Stand in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths where the good way is, and walk in it, and then you will find rest for your souls. Notice the last line of this verse. But they said, We will not walk in it. The people of Jeremiah's day, they didn't want to hear his Message. They, they put Jeremiah in prison. Some of them wanted to go ahead and kill him. But the king said, no, let's not kill him. Let's just drop him down there in the very bottom of the dungeon. Jeremiah sunk up in the mud in the bottom, in the bottom of the dungeon. They eventually pulled him out and Jeremiah, Jeremiah survived that. But the, they didn't want to hear it. We will not follow that way. They said, God's paths are old. His plan for the human race is old. Uh, Paul told Titus in Titus chapter 1 that the plan goes back before time. But it is the only way for us to go to heaven. The world's in a mess, folks. But I would appeal to you, here at our congregation... Let's stick to the old paths. Let's continue to do it, not do it the way that we see in the, in the New Testament. Not because our parents did it or our grandparents or our, our great-grandparents. Not, not because they did it this way, but because the first century church did it this way. The apostles are guided by the Holy Spirit. They had to be doing it right. If we do it like them. We're doing it the right way. And while we're following the old paths, let us be praying. I, I would appeal to you. Pray about these things. That our country and our world will somehow turn to God. Pardon my rant tonight. I, I needed to say those things. We offer the Lord's invitation now. If you are in this audience and you have never obeyed the gospel and become a Christian, the lesson this morning was, was a lesson on how to do that. Repentance of sins. Confessing the name of Jesus Christ. Immersion in the waters of baptism. Just like they did it in the first century. You can obey the gospel this very night if you've made that decision. Perhaps you have... 
being a Christian at some time in your life, but you've strayed away. Repent of those things. Ask for the prayers of the faithful. Be restored while we stand in sin.